welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences, navigating adulthood, and what we learned along the way. We invite you to join our weekly conversations while we create our own blueprints on this amazing journey and hope some of the lessons we learned can help you. Here are my co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey everybody, it's your girl Sunny D here to brighten up your day. I'm a new business owner transitioning from corporate America. And frankly, I can't trust anybody that don't like tacos. Hey friends, I'm Nay. I'm so excited to share and grow with y'all. I'm a full-time wife, full-time mommy, and part-time employee. Nutella is my love language. <laughs> This is your girl, Nakai, and I am your host on Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here, and I love brownies and seaweed. So let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to the Where's My Blueprint Podcast, and happy November. The time for cute sweaters, hot chocolate, and cute boots, assuming your calves let you live your best life. But before we get into it, the weather is cooler, the heater is on, and these bills gotta get paid, so word from our sponsor. Divine Timing is an encouragement and edification company specializing in beautifully designed digital journals and planners to get and keep your life uplifted and in order. Go to fearforme.com to check out the online store and for all of our WMB listeners you can use the code WMB22 at checkout to save 22% on everything on the site so go shopping and get your life just wanted to let y'all know for this episode I am tapping out to help with family but Nay and Sunny D will hold it down enjoy and let's get to this episode Alrighty, guys so this episode it's just me and Nay kicking it and we're talking all things travel but first you know we start every episode with a quote so today our quote is the best education I have ever received was through travel. And that's from Lisa Lane. Now, have you heard that quote before? What do you think about it? I have not heard that quote before. I recognize the thought process behind it, but I haven't done nearly as much travel as I need to have done or should have done. So if they, the person who wrote this said that was the best education they received, I probably flunked out of school. Oh my goodness. I, so when I saw this quote, I really loved liked it and it reminded me of just some experience that I had traveling particularly internationally traveling so like going to a country for the first time and not being the minority was like a freaking mind trip going to a country where they drive on the other side of the road like that's just crazy and just being exposed to different cultures and stuff can definitely bring about a lot of things that you learn not even just history culturally wherever it is that you are like that you're visiting but like even about yourself and about life and things like that so this is a quote that I really like I hope you guys enjoy it too and now we got to do our either or yes today's either or is really silly but today's either or is would you rather be an insect or a plant okay i thought about this because this is random as hell but as much as i like plants i think that i i think that i would be like an insect and i say this because you're small you can crawl around and get into tiny little crevices also don't insects eat the plants like i don't want to just be stuck and rooted in one place why I got people nibbling on my bits and pieces that just seems uncomfortable so I think I, I think I'll be the explorer and I'll be the little insect with my multiple legs and go as far as they can carry me see and I'm the opposite I would rather be a plant listen let me paint, paint the picture for you while the plant does get eaten insects get eaten too and being a human is hard y'all I know y'all understand that so being a plant where it feels like you have no consciousness like things get 
done to you grow, you blossom, you're pollinated, and then somebody comes and eats you. Like that seems like the perfect life right about now. Like it's so less drama, like no work, no consciousness, no thought. So yeah, I don't want to be no insect because like you said, you got to worry about things eating you and you got to be on the run. That sounds like too much like being a human. Let me be a plant. You know, that that's a fair assessment. I could understand just sitting there collecting all your UV rays and your chlorophyll and living your best little planty life before you either A, get eaten or fall apart and die. But you do come back the next season, depending on the type of plant and the soil in the area that you are. But I get you. That makes sense. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. So for our question of the week this week, what is one unexpected victory that you had? Child, I was super productive. So I got this app that's like a digital planner app, which is really cool. And it forced me to be accountable for every aspect of my day. But I was successful for the most part, even when things were thrown in there and got me off the track of what I thought it was going to be. I was still successful. So that was an extremely big victory for me this week. I mean, you got to celebrate those things. Lord knows I struggle with productivity because I have bird brain or squirrel brain, as some people would say. My attention span is short and I could, I'll put my hands in a bunch of different things at the same time. Everything is halfway done. (laughs) Nothing is completely done. So props to you for being productive this week. For me, my little victory is your girl washed her hair. Okay. Mind you, my hair went straightened just almost down to my butt. It's a lot. It is thick and I have been avoiding it for way longer than I care to admit so I'm not going to but she got it done and I'm gonna wash this deep conditioner out today and prep it to braid it for this trip coming up so yay to me yay welcome to November we are glad you guys are here and this means we get to start a new series here at WMB so this month we're chatting about all things travel vacations your favorite spots the memories you've made future places that you want to experience and you're looking forward to so this week's episode we're talking all about traveling with families, right? What you did as a kid, your adventures that you had, and how we as a melanated culture view exploration and being able to travel. So, Nay, as our resident dictionary, how do you define travel? So, if we want the Nay's definition of travel, travel is any means to get your butt from point A to point B. But I know y'all, you know, pride yourself on probably being a little bit more sophisticated than that. So, Merriam Webster, they define travel as a journey, especially to a distant or unfamiliar place, tour, trip, often used in plural. I find that definition to be both definitions, mind you, to be very accurate. The dictionary version of it is really a lot of what we've been talking about this entire time on the show is the journey of, you know, getting to an unknown, unfamiliar place. We all know what we're doing in adulting. We're just here winging this thing, trying to figure it out, taking advice from other people that have also up along the way and they're like and eh, this is what I did probably shouldn't do that so yeah tis a journey in all ways shapes and forms so for us taking it back to like when we were kiddos did you ever travel as a kid did you guys like take family trips or vacations or like what did that look like for you guys so we took the customary black baptist trips of going to you know I forget where it was Memphis maybe to go see the Lorraine motel where Martin Luther King died so we, I grew up in Kentucky, so we've been to Atlanta because, you know, Black folks, everybody got a relative in Atlanta. So we've been to Atlanta. We did take a family trip to Nolens and to Baton Rouge, but my mama saved sanctified. We ain't go during Mardi Gras. We went the week after. So it was still 
the stanky funkiness of the shenanigans prior, but none of the cool stuff. Fun fact, Waffle Houses be popping everywhere, but them Waffle Houses in Black communities, you gonna get a laugh and possibly a gun gonna get pulled out. Now the gun get, didn't get pulled out for us, but it was still an experience. So yes, we did take quite a few trips in my childhood. I feel like you gotta like know how to fight to go to Waffle House, like anywhere for whatever, which is why, and I've never been in a physical altercation, which is why I don't go. <laughs> because I don't trust myself to make it out of there unscathed. That's that's just wild. No, I love me a good Waffle House. I have missed Waffle House. I ain't had a Waffle House in years coming from California. California don't have no Waffle Houses. Mm. But I digress. That I didn't, I didn't know. I feel like maybe they have their, their lives more together over there. I don't know. I've never been. For me, we, we did, you know, the trips to the theme parks. We've done the SeaWorld and the Six Flags and we did all that kind of stuff and we because I grew up like four hours away from like extended family cousins aunts uncles grandparents and stuff we would travel back and forth during the summer during holidays to come and visit them and have our little adventures and shenanigans with the family and stuff like that and but I don't think at least I don't remember I could be wrong there was a couple of times where we did take like like we did camping trips and stuff where we would go like I mean real camping not like get an RV or park in the woods or a cabin in the woods type of thing. We like got tents, we had sleeping bags, we did s'mores, we did the whole thing. Like we did actual camping and those were a lot of fun, but I didn't even like leave the country as far as like travel vacations or what some people would consider a vacation is leaving the country. I didn't do that till I was like 18, I think it was. So, but my dad being in the military, he was a Marine and he was very adamant about going out and experiencing the world and exploring. My mother was very, she's part of that black community where they don't really go nowhere you may go like out of town to go visit family and maybe go to the water park that's like an hour or so away but like getting on a plane and flying somewhere out of state or going out of the country like that really wasn't a thing for her growing up not really until she got with my dad and my dad like they'd gone to Vegas and a bunch of other stuff but he'd been all over the world you know being in the marines and being stationed in different countries he saw other cultures and he was able to eat other food and experience other things and so when he got married and had kids like that was the thing that I grew up hearing all the time is being able to go and explore like when you get old enough and responsible enough to leave home like there's so the world is so much bigger than where you are it's so much bigger than what you've seen thus far and you deserve to go out and see it so we had a very my brother and I had a very positive um outlook on travel at least coming from my dad my mom was like just don't go out there and be ridiculous like you can be gone for a couple days and you got to come back you know she was very much we called her the seatbelt she'll let you go for so long before she snatched you back and you gotta bring it back bring it back to earth so like that's kind of like the language that I had growing up going exploring and things like that did you have something similar like with your parents or grandparents or anybody in your childhood so my mom she's always wanted to travel and strengthen and cultivate that urge in us but I'm gonna just keep it all the way real because she knows this about herself she a big old scary cat too so it was a while before she got on a plane like if it wasn't available through land travel. She was not trying to get on it, but she's always and my dad as well, encouraged us to see the world, see the globe. Like my mom, I was just talking to the, her the other day and she told me she was like, one thing that she is proud of, I mean, she's proud of me and my brother for a whole host of reasons, but one of the things she's proud of is our fearlessness. Our ability to go to a different city or state and even in my case, another country and just try to make it our own to learn our surroundings.
surroundings to not have a fear of it like she thinks that she would. So I think we've always gotten that. Now, like you, I didn't go international until I was in college. I'm guessing you said 18, 19. So guessing that was college for you. But I didn't go international until college. And that is something that I would like to do more. I think I've hit all the hot spots in the U.S., but I want to do more traveling abroad, especially because now I am abroad. So it is a little bit easier to. I think, I mean, definitely where you are, because even though you're over in a different country, you're close to other countries, but they're not large as far as like, like size wise, like being able to get to Germany or to France or I don't know, Austria or whatever is much easier to get to. It's a simpler route to get to than trying to get to those places here from the States, right? So I hope you get to like explore more of that, like in the future, in the coming years and months or, you know, your time there. Almost definitely. Cause for one of the holidays, we took a overnight trip to Portugal. It was only like four hours away. So we did a quick little weekend. It wasn't even a weekend trip. We got in, maybe we left, I think Saturday and we came back Sunday, but that's dope to just be able to go to Portugal during the weekend. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that being, you're in a whole other country and that took you all of four hours and I'm here in Texas. And if I'm go anywhere in four hours, I'm still in Texas. That's how ridiculous the state is. You go any direction for hours and you're still in the damn state. So like that will, that, that takes a lot of like mental power for me to wrap my head around being able the same distance from Dallas to Houston. You don't, you don't went to a whole other country and had you a good time for the weekend. Oh, I tell you one better. Cause me and some of the people just yesterday were talking about this. It takes you, I think they said six hours to get from the southernmost part of Spain to the northernmost part of Spain. And I tell them, I was like, it takes you longer than six hours to get from one end of Texas to the other. But Listen. that's the kind of distance I'm dealing with. See, that that's that's crazy. I, that's crazy. Maybe I would feel differently if I were in like one of the smaller states, like over in D.C., where you could be in like D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, all in this, you know, hour, hour and a half, or however small that is. I really don't know. But yeah, being in Texas, uh, listen, if we're not taking a road trip or a plane, we just gonna be in the, the Lone Star State till forever. So I always find it interesting too, like as I was growing up and my dad was all like, go places, go do things, you know, explore. And my mom was like, you don't know what's out there. People are crazy. You need to stay home. And I noticed like a lot of her family members, even a lot of my dad's family members too, like they're still where they grew to this day. They still live in the area that they grew up in. Like they don't, they haven't really moved or left home or things like that. And I feel like that's kind of something within the Black community that has always been, right? And I don't think, well, not even I don't think. I know for a fact that when you're looking at vacation, like commercials or ads, let's say pre-social media, like back in the day, back in the 90s, not a lot of that was really geared toward the Black demographic, right? You would always see people of much lighter complexions, less melanated folk, uh, being able to go and explore and leave hometowns and do the things. In your experience of traveling and being in a military family, what are your thoughts on the importance of travel like how do you feel that it's important for us as black people to actually be able and take advantage of being able to travel a vacation i mean to keep it all the way funky a lot of countries don't like black people so to say that you're going to travel 
travel because you'll get a whole different perspective of blackness. Yeah. Some places you do, some places you don't. But I think it's important to travel specifically as black people because we had been prevented from traveling for so long. Like, let's take it all the way back. In slavery, it was against the law. Like, you could pay for it with your life to travel, which I think speaks to some of that inherent fear and subconscious fear that you kind of spoke about of the previous generations. I think it was that, the idea that if you move past your borders that you grew up in, you don't know what's on the other side. You don't know if you're going to get lynched. You don't know if you're going to get killed. You don't know the danger that awaits you for traveling. So it's easier. And in some regards, it's probably was more life-saving for you to just stay in your area as opposed to tempt the unknown. But I love traveling. I think it is way more affordable than I've even given the notion of travel to be. I think it also takes a matter of budgeting or saying, forget this budget (laughs) to travel, to have the freedom. But I think travel exposes you to different cultures, different people, humbles you a little bit because coming here from the States lets me know that sometimes I do have the American idea of privilege and what should or should not be in a home or an environment that maybe I could do without. So it lets you see different lifestyles and possibly lets you see a different lifestyle that you might want to take part in. Nobody is to say that just because you grew up in the U.S. that you can't become an expat and call home in a whole different country. I think, you know, as Black people, it's good for us to travel and it's important for us to travel just to see what all the world has to offer. I mean, I 100% agree with that. Like, I think it's important for us to give ourselves permission to have experiences that we desire to have, visit places that have interested us or that are interesting to us and not feel like we're less than or we don't deserve, like that's not what we're supposed to do. We get to, we get to live on this beautiful planet and there's so many amazing parts of it that have not been seen and have not been explored and I mean just food that you ain't eaten yet let's start there okay you know how much good food exists on the world that's not in your backyard I'll take a foodie trip with the quickness as a matter of fact if I think about uh, the places that I visited and vacations and travels that I've had I can associate a food with it I remember having jerk chicken in Jamaica at some like random shack across from the beach I remember the mini donuts in Miami at the pier downtown like I have specific like ties to like all of these things and being able to have some of these foods authentically in these places is like even even learning through cultures through their food I think it's something that's that's really cool and I'm just glad I've, I've gotten the chance to have those experiences when I was growing up it was definitely something that was really important which made me think about like you have a little one right and I know you guys are in another country right now for because you guys are a military family and stuff but as a little one gets older I'm sure you guys are wanting to like travel and, and expand his horizon of what the world is to him right so it got me thinking about looking up some really great options for like family vacations and I have kind of like a list for you guys to take it take advantage of do some research have some fun but this is kind of what I put together so on familydestinationguide.com these are kind of some really great like family vacations for your young kids like if you have littles just like you these are some great options so I know you were wanting in Cali did you guys ever get a chance to go to the San Diego Zoo almost definitely girl we got the season pass that is peak (laughs) stay at home mom central you ain't got no job you got a little one under five oh we all 
all getting two passes, going all the time. There have been plenty of times where I go to the park in San Diego, and then we just went on down the little path and went to the zoo, because <laughs> it's all pretty much connected. So yes, San Diego Zoo, if you are not a stay-at-home mom, well, if you're a stay-at-home mom in San Diego and you don't have a zoo pass, that also you can flip to get the dual to get a SeaWorld pass. What are you doing with your life? Oh, see? Tips and tricks. San Diego Zoo has so much stuff. That's a great family vacation. Orlando, of course, there's all kinds of stuff to do in Orlando. That's Disney Central. That's House of the Mouse, uh, which you can also do Disney Cruises from Fort Lauderdale, which is only about 40, 45 minutes from Orlando. A lot of people kind of do combo family trips for that. So that's a great option. One thing I didn't even think about until I saw this was like Pigeon Forge in Tennessee, the Smoky Mountains. It's kind of like small town. There's like Dollywood is out there. That's a big theme park, but like, um, I just really like the mountains and I've always wanted to go to the Smokies and I think that would be a really cool place to go. I know that Branson, Missouri is also really popular. Silver Dollar City is a great, like really themed theme park up there. Kids love that. I worked for a vacation company once upon a time and that was like one of the most popular destinations that we would um, sell to families. So that's always an option. And then Myrtle Beach, for those that like the water, they have a whole like theme park that's like a block away from the water. So like the rides and stuff, all you see is you see like city on one side and ocean on the other. Like Myrtle Beach is a really cool option for young families. For those of you guys that have teenagers, one of my favorite, you have to check them out on Instagram and on YouTube. One of my favorite channels is from Top Flight Family. And this is a husband and wife. They have two teenage girls and their whole content, like all of their content is based on traveling as a family. And they go all, I mean, literally all over the world. So like cruises are really great. Carnival, Royal Caribbean, Norwegian, they have great kids clubs and teen clubs that your kids won't want to see you. You can go drop them off. They could do what they want to do. Meet them at dinner. They'll have the best time. Orlando is great. Again, there's Universal. There's a space center. Things that they can learn, touch, feel, experience. That's always a great option. Resorts are really great also. Like in Mexico and in Jamaica, they have really great actual itineraries for teenagers, which is always an option. And of course, Europe, you know, being overseas, being so close to so many countries within hours of travel, like the culture that you get to learn, the history in and of itself, I think is really great for teens to get to experience if that's something that you guys are able to do. And if you're wanting to stay stateside, there's also resorts here stateside, like in Arizona or in New York and even Vegas. Vegas is weird too, because you would think Vegas is just gambling and strippers and hookers and all the things. But if you've been to Vegas recently and you also get off strip, there's so many things for people to do as a family with teens, with a bunch of different ages that isn't necessarily strictly on Las Vegas Boulevard. So that may be something to consider. Yes. And it's funny you mentioned that because we went to Vegas with the little and we, it was still, Rona was out here popping. So we went to the Children's Museum. Their Children's Museum is awesome. They have like a water room where the kids can play at a water table. They have a little outside park area that has a lot of shops. And yeah, like you said, there's a lot you can do with littles in Vegas. I mean, when I go to Vegas, I mostly do the shows and eat all the food. So I don't do the gambling. So there's Vegas isn't, like you said, just gambling strippers and everything else. It literally has something for everyone. Yeah, it really, really does. It's one of my favorite places to go. And we don't have kids yet as, you know, within the house, but I've seen just researching all that kind of stuff. Even I've done stuff off strip, like smash rooms. And we've done ATVs in uh, the desert. There's like the mob museum. There's all kinds of the neon museum where you have the old, the old Las Vegas uh, like neon signs from like the 30s and 
the 40s. They've kept all those and they've turned them into a museum. You can go and essentially walk through the history of Las Vegas. Like there's so many different things that you can do that isn't specific to being on the strip. So that is an option to keep in mind. And for those of you like me that are uh, puppy parents or, or animal parents, you guys have pets. There's actually really great family vacations that are pet friendly. A lot of people are doing RVs now, especially because of the Pandarosa. Most people couldn't travel. Almost all of us couldn't travel, right? And there was like a large intake of people getting like sprinter vans that they can live in or RVs and stuff. And they can just drive their family around the country and do state parks like in Utah and do hiking trails and things like that. You can bring your pets to a lot of these. I mean, that's something to, I know some people don't think about traveling with families, especially if your kids are certain ages and you're worried about them like not remembering or not being able to appreciate. They'll have these memories. I can tell you all the times that we've traveled and couldn't tell you most of like the gifts and toys that I got as a kid. It's it, the places that we went to is the stuff that I remember. You know what I'm saying? I found this also it, it, and traveling as a family also made me think about this, right? As I've gotten older and I've had the opportunity to travel more and responsibility to pay for these trips, you start noticing things like off season and high seasons when things are more expensive, depending on where you're going and stuff like that. So like the summer is going to be the easiest for those that have families, right? Because your kids are out of school and you're, they're out of school for like weeks at a time. So it's easier to plan family vacations during the summertime, but it's also the most expensive time to travel. The fall is the least expensive time to travel, but guess where your kids are in math class. So I have a question. Hmm. How many days are constituting as a vacation? Because I know growing up, you could take a certain amount of days during the school year, like with just your parents writing you an excuse and you not being penalized. So are we talking about a 14 day vacation? Because yeah, that's absurd. Like we took vacations during the school year, like say it was Memorial Day weekend. So you would take, you know, Memorial Day weekend and then take the rest of the week. I think that's how we ended up going to Baton Rouge in New Orleans. We took it during the school year. So what do they constitute as vacation? Because I'm not understanding how there are fines associated with that unless you just taking your kid out for a week every month. Then that's truancy. You need to do better. I That was a question I had too. And I didn't find anything that specified a vacation equals five plus days. So my thought is if this is like a non-holiday week, because a lot of our little trips to like San Antonio, like to go to SeaWorld or something was bracketed by like those those holiday weeks, Labor Day, Columbus Day, those random stuff that they sprinkle out throughout the school year, which is I think how a lot of families are able to take those mini getaways throughout the school year. They just got to tack it on to a time where kids are going to be out of school, maybe miss a day, maybe two, and, and it'll be excused for the most part. So what I'm thinking is if it's like four plus days, not on a holiday week, I can imagine that there would be some sort of uproar about that, especially if it's not like because of an illness or bereavement or something like that. You know what I mean? So I wish I had a specific, like a specified date, but they didn't, they didn't say any like specified times, but I just thought it was interesting. And it made me think also because I had said a while ago, I was talking to the honey about like travel because he knows how much I enjoy it and wanting to like take the kids like young and being able to give them those experiences of going to other countries and eating different foods and learning about their history and how these civilizations were cultivated and how this particular city is what it is, you know, when we go, that's an education in my mind. Those are things that people can learn and to apply in, you know, other areas of their lives. And I think that type of experience is important. And it made me think about not having to deal with that with actually like having our kids in public school. And it would be much easier if we just 
homeschool them because we could take them on the go. Like we can go anywhere. I would like to save some coins and go in the fall when it's less expensive than having to pay twice as much because they happen to be off of school for the summer. Yeah, I think they're speaking mostly on truancy. And I think most places define truancy is taking over 10 days in a calendar school year without um, any kind of doctor's note or being absent for a certain percentage of the days. And I'm agreeable to that because kids need some sort of instructional time. Hence why they have a fall break, a spring break, like those in summer break, those are customarily times where it's appropriate to take your kids and maybe one or two of those bracketed holidays. But you can't just be taking your kids out of school all willy nilly because you got a concert that you want to go to in three states away. Like that's not fair. You need to do better planning because also what's the vacation policy on these people with their jobs? Because jobs only giving you about 20% per pay period or two or three days of a pay period. So how are you racking up all these days? See, that's the other question too. Like what is your occupation where you have the leeway and the freedom to move about as such? But it makes me wonder too, like, okay, so what if I have, what if we have a son and our son is learning about uh, the history of the Roman Empire, right? And an opportunity presents itself for us to hop on a plane and go to Rome. Is that not in alignment with education? Can we not mark that off as assignment completed, extra credit or something? Does that not count? Nope. That is when you do, like you mentioned before, and you homeschool your child. That is the only way that don't be credited because they're like, whose curriculum did you use? Like, how can we verify that this is truly educational? Like I said before, Americans, they operate on a fourth or sixth grade grade level. Your son in seventh grade, how we know that you know enough to educate him on this and you ain't just at Rome doing it for the grant. Okay, so that reminded me. I, I'm i going to find it. I'm going to give it to you. But it just came to my mind. I remember seeing years ago about a father that was having some sort of disagreement with the school because they had taken their kid out for this trip. I think they went to Europe somewhere. They went to another country. And it was an issue because they were gone for a while. And it was kind of one of those, like, you can't just be taking your kids out of school. But he specifically made their kids, like, write, like, research papers and actually complete assignments while on this trip about things that they learned and places that they visited and things like that so that they could submit back to school. I think that, I think he actually won that argument by, like, doing those things but I know it was an issue. I'll have to find like the actual article. I'm really paraphrasing because again, this was years ago, but I find that interesting also. Like if we're going to, if I am going to take my kids out of school, knowing that it's during the school year, knowing that they have other assignments and things like that that need to get done, how can we incorporate that into our trip so that they're not behind in what it is that they're supposed to be learning? Or is there a possible way? Are there teachers out there that exist that we could partner with to allow them to have these experiences? I had all these questions when I was reading this, but I thought that that was interesting to actually give your kids some sort of schoolwork while abroad or while traveling to make up for taking them out of school. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. So I think like we have so much, there's so much to learn. There's so much out there to experience. And if you guys are able to take your kids and and to travel as a family, I think there's so many benefits to it. I think there's so many memories to be made. So like do some research, pick a budget, stick to it, enjoy the wonderful world around you and allow yourself love your self-worth and your self-belief to lead you to explore the your greatest self just like the word from our sponsors hey beautifuls this message is brought to you by the grass is greener on the other side where we help women who have anger sadness and shame from being cheated on learn how to heal and take their power back so they can regain confidence 
restore their peace, and attract the life of their dreams. We can be found on IG at Brianna underscore Latrice. That's spelled B-R-I-A-I-N-A underscore L-A-T-R-I-C-E. And for all of the Where's My Blueprint podcast listeners, we're offering free 15-minute discovery calls. So if you're ready to regain and restore that self-love, self-worth, and self-belief back in yourself, shoot me a DM for a free discovery call today. Because my motto is, honey, leave that cheater and find your peace. If you're interested in joining my new course, Rejection is Redirection, using your past as a reference, not a residence, you can email me at affairrecoverycoach at gmail.com or you can shoot me a dm at brianna underscore latrice see you on the call now it's time for one of our favorite segments moments of melanation moments of melanation moments of melanation is where we highlight a black person doing their thing today for moments of melanation we are highlighting all right, guys, this week for our moment of melanation, we are highlighting Karen Atkin, mom, wife, family travel blogger at um, known as the Mom Trotter and travel agent at Memory Making Getaways and founder of Black Kids Do Travel with her son, Aiden, and I'm guessing her husband, Sylvester. So their Black Kids Do Travel goal is to inspire and encourage families of color to travel the world by sharing their travel stories as well as travel stories of their Black family. They aim to bring about diversity to travel and bridge the gap. And they have it in their blog where they share, you know, different stories from other families, where they traveled, how they traveled, how much they spent. They're giving you all of the tea. And I thought it was interesting because they write on their website that the idea of having this travel group came after the son as the mom. Where are all the brown people like us during their travels? And after noticing the disconnect as the mom traveled with her son and family all over the world, the movement was born. She couldn't find a group that solely promoted and encouraged, encouraged family travel as well as travel with children of families of color on Facebook. So then she created it and they wanted to know if children of color really indeed travel and turns out they did. It's now a whole community filled with lots of different families. They have pictures. They discuss issues that arise as, as out of traveling to certain places. So it just seems like an amazing, supportive group of families. I'm actually going to check them out on their website to see if some of the places we're thinking about traveling have been reviewed or what's the tips to go through there. So Sunny D, how do you feel about this? I love this so, so, so much. Like I said earlier in the episode, I remember going to another country and it being the first time that most of those people looked like me. And that was wild to me because I hadn't been around that ever in my life. And I think it's so important for young kids, for littles to be able to go and explore the world and see people that look like them having the same experiences and learning, you know, some of the same things. And I'm I'm so excited for what she's building and what she's built thus far and being able to give her family and other families the permission and the opportunity to go and explore and to travel and to learn all the things. And I think it's great that they're doing 
doing like reviews on certain things. And because we like, I, I think as we're evolving as Black people, as we're kind of allowing ourselves to take part in kind of like the privileges that once upon a time weren't available to us that we didn't have access to, there are places we want to go and we're kind of like, okay, well, what's the tea? Like, what's going on over here? What's the vibe? How's it going? And being able to have a platform like this where you can see how people that also have families are being able to travel and do that kind of stuff. So I say all that to say that this is really exciting. I hope you guys get to go and check it out and and see if this gives you guys more inspiration and information for you guys to take on your own um, experiences and adventures. So with that, we had a fun episode. I really enjoyed this. I just, I had a lot of young flashbacks and things of that nature, but you guys know it's time for our affirmation. One of the favorite things that we get to do and Nate's got a good one for us. So this week's affirmation is, I am a global citizen. The world and the fullness thereof, you know, we had to get rid of church, is at my fingertips and ready for me to explore it. I mean, that's it. That's all. The world is our oyster and we deserve to, you know, go to places that we desire we want to go to. So you guys, thank y'all so much for joining us on this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. We just want to express our love and admiration for you guys for sticking with us. We've been doing this for a while and we really appreciate you guys. So check us out. It's on Spotify. Check us out on Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Red Circle, our website, wheresmyblueprintpod.com, where you can check out May's amazing blog that she posts every week. Check us out. Leave us comments. Join our Instagram. Chat with us. And we want to hear from you guys. What are your favorite places that you visited? And uh, start giving us a list of uh, bucket list places because we got passports and we're trying to go places. That's it. That's all. We love you guys. Bye. Peace out.